Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Sometimes it takes a fairy. <laughs> and the amazing Chris Randazzo. I could not wear pants to church. <laughs> okay, so your comment, Karen, was the only thing that I noted in the show that I went, that's going to be a comment. We here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, this week was Karen's pick. She chose Queer Eyes, the new version, season three, episode five, Black Girl Magic. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest the show. Uh, we will watch it. I, I could just shy guarantee it. <sighs> All right, Karen. Hi. This was your pick. You, you brought us into the world of reality television. I sure did. Um, with a bang. Uh, okay, what's, what made you pick this particular episode? Okay, so I picked the show because um, I don't have, you know, at, at this point <laughs> I got to pick what I'm, what I'm actually watching. Right, um, makes sense. <laughs> I don't really have any extra time. Um, and I picked this episode in particular because it was the one that made me cry the most. <laughs> well, thanks uh, for that. <laughs> I, I, I just, I felt it was like a really powerful moving episode. And, uh, you know, if it had that bit, that big an effect on me, I just wanted to, you know, bring it to the show and talk about it. See what you guys thought. Um, okay. The, it was an, am, an amazing episode. What these, these guys went through with, with this young lady. Um, it was okay. Who's the hairstylist? Jonathan. Okay, I he, knew that was going to be your first he, comment. He was literally the only thing about this episode that I could not stand. <laughs> I don't think you're alone on this panel. <laughs> no, but am I really the only one who had a problem with the serious lack of of magic? Like actual, I figured she was going to be a music a magician. <laughs> yes. you know, I'm I, expecting card I, tricks, a rabbit out of the hat. No. <laughs> Yes, you are the only one that expected that. <laughs> magic is right there in the title. Heavily disappointed. I don't know if you guys know my feelings about man buns in general. Not a fan. I can imagine. I do not. I, it doesn't matter who's sporting it. I do not like the man bun. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me think of a character called General Man Buns. <laughs> <laughs> This is General Man Buns. <laughs> I don't like you, sir. Not at all. Um, Got a hell of a rump, though. He, everybody was, everybody was so good in this episode with this, 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 this woman. And when he wasn't, like, an, I'm, I'm air quoting this, like, on, he was mm -hmm. really sweet and really endearing to her. But then right. he would start doing that elongated vowel noise Honey. he's a cartoon oh, character oh my god yeah. that, like, he's every... a freaking cartoon character 
it made me shiver every time it happened. Like <laughs> yeah. face palming. And he was the, like his, I, okay, I don't know them. I'm hoping that is the person that he is. Like he's not faking it. But every, like it was just poorly placed because of everything that this young woman went through. Yeah, I mean, that's Jonathan. He's a lot to take. I think he knows it. Um, he's clearly not for everyone. And there are all different types of, you know, people in the world and gay mm -hmm. people in the world. And, and that's just, that's a that's a type of gay person. And uh, <laughs> he, he is definitely genuinely himself. Okay. But uh, even when I started watching the first season, I was like, oh my God, where did they even get this guy? <laughs> and I think just by virtue of having watched so much of it that I am like just used to him now. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Jonathan. He's just going to, I like almost can tune, tune him not out, but down in I, my brain when I watch it. I got you. Yeah, he, he is, he is, he is, he's a lot, but everybody else on that show did such a phenomenal job. Like just ingratiating themselves, or or like really connecting connecting to her. with her, and that was like the most powerful part of it. Because I this is the only episode of this show I've ever watched, but to to see the cast, I definitely thought the black guy was going to connect with her because of you know um, the way she she explained how she never felt black enough or gay mm -hmm. enough or you know any of those things so i f i felt that there was going to be a connection there but then the the i'm going to say the redheaded dude the bearded mm -hmm. one having yeah. like they just shy have had the same story yeah pretty much except for the color of their skin and the bond that like it was like you're you're absolutely right this at points did make me shed a tear especially mm -hmm. when the the sister showed up yeah, I mean, that's the thing about this version of the show. People are like, oh, it's just the same. Uh, it's just more of the same from the original, whatever, early 2000s show. It's really not because that show was, it was very formulaic and mm -hmm. very like, I want to use the word sassy. Yeah, that, that um, absolutely. And this is like, this is like, they're actually like, want to help these people and change their lives, not just like give them new clothes or a new house or whatever. Right, I, like, like the only connection between the 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 sentiment of the two shows is the fact that there are five i were there five guys in the first yes so there are five guys and each one of them have their thing whether it be mm -hmm. hair or, or clothes or interior design cooking like whatever it may be each one of them has their thing and they work with the person through those things right that's where it it ends like the first series was all it was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was the full right. title. It was a straight guy with a, a a makeover, like you know, whether it be physically, like clothing and hair and personality wise from five gay guys. Like that was the thing. That's not what this is now. And that's another thing that's different is that the first show was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And like every guy they made over was always this sh schlubby, middle-aged, white guy, father, maybe <laughs> Maybe father, maybe just like whatever single guy. Mm -hmm. But it was all just like, this is the same version of a white dude who doesn't know how to take care of himself and needs the help of gay people who are, for some reason, better equipped at grooming. Right. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that, that was the formula. Like, 
<laughs> and this is like this is all different kinds of people and men, women, gay, straight, married, single, b- different races, economic backgrounds. Um, which you know they they find all different types of people in the same place, which I think is kind of a kind of an interesting thing. And is that what they're doing? Is it like Kansas City? Is that like their every thing? season is a different city? Although okay, I think that first, answers that actually answers yeah, a couple. Yeah, I think questions the first two seasons were in the same place, and then the third season they went to Kansas City. Okay. Um, I mean, as as I was sitting. Like, okay, so Angela and I sat and watched this together, and there were certain things about the show that, like, I I was attracted to. I was like, wow, that's that's moving. That's powerful. And then there were certain things like, ah, this, this isn't, I don't understand this. This doesn't, this isn't for me kind of thing. Like, this isn't geared for my my lifestyle or what I'm I'm used to. And then... As it progressed and as it as it went, like you you genuinely felt you felt for this girl, whether mm-hmm. it was about her past or how she's like the 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 thing that I connected with her is about her um, not wanting pity or mm-hmm. not asking for help because she doesn't want to put people out. Always thinking about others before her, like that. I understand that. <clears throat> And that's yeah. basically you. <laughs> it's like, yes, I, it is. But when I see how how she has lived her life in like this, like they didn't, I'm, they just said that she had a couple of roommates at the beginning. I, I'm a, were, were those people that showed up at the end her roommates? Some of them were her roommates, yeah. <clears throat> okay. The way her life was, the way her home was, or the way she lived, she looks like she just lived in this very small box Mm -hmm. and didn't ask for anything other than what she could provide for herself and she was fine with that like being okay with eating ramen for weeks straight for all three meals that's just straight up unhealthy like you Mm -hmm. you can't do that but she was okay with it because she wasn't putting anybody out and she was taking taking care of her own and there's there's something and it's delicious and it is it's truly deli- like <laughs> I, I i have to say i really appreciated the fact that they had the chef guy taste the cup noodles and be like all right yeah that that's tasty that's that's <laughs> delicious yeah, because, but he did go it is a sodium bomb yeah but it's but delicious but i will not have anybody disparaging packets of ramen because that is delicious yes it's horribly unhealthy but it's absolutely delicious what what i did like best about this episode is you know they did the potluck at the end and Mm. her meal was fancy ramen fancy ramen noodle (laughs) because actually like real good ramen is good food yeah yeah not that sodium bomb that is but the fact that he ate it raw or uncooked because it's it was hard mm-hmm. noodles. Like, I, that I couldn't... I used to bring that to lunch with me. Oh. I used to... My, my, as a matter of fact, my friend Joe Charles... Uh, <laughs> Hi, um, Joe. Was, Joe is no longer with us. Oh. But uh, we were... Um, we used to go to... We both used to bring packets of ramen to school. Uh, and we would just... You know, the, not even the cups. Like, we'd just bring the packets. <laughs> and we'd crack them open. See, but the we'd pa- we'd I, pour the flavor packets. The flavor packet eat. was separate from the ramen noodle in the package. Like, yeah, the cup and noodle at open, least had it on top. Dust the noodles <laughs> with the packet on top. And then we'd just eat it like a cracker. It was a, 
It was awesome. That sounds horrible to me. I do enjoy a good <laughs> cup of noodle, but that sounds horrible to me. It was um, outstanding. I'll be right back. I need to call the Fab Five and see if they're coming to New Jersey next. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, I I have a couple of things to that I, I really want to get to. I, Go ahead. I, I feel like this conversation's rounding up, and there was I had a lot of thoughts about this show. Um, there was a I, I have to say that content wise, I did not have a problem with it. Like most of the things that you're saying, like I liked the story that they were telling. Um, I like you did not care for long haired guy at all. I didn't care for most of these guys. Matter of fact. Um, he was obviously the most cartoon character of them all, but they just, I don't know, many, many of them did not rub me the right way or were even very memorable at all. And, uh, you know, I, I liked the, I, I liked the black guy and, uh, I liked the red haired guy. Um, I feel like the, the hairdresser guy was, was a bit much, uh, I don't know. I, I've already forgotten most of them at this point, but really, uh, one of my biggest issues of this show was the general, I don't know how to really describe it, but the, uh, like, like kind of the weird superhero team dynamic that they kind of painted these guys as like, um, they, uh, the transition shots, uh, where you have them just like posing and making silly pouty faces at the camera in between these, like, all right, here's this like scene where we just did this crazy emotional thing. And now we're going to wa act wacky in front of the camera and then pose. And I hated that. I just thought that really just ripped any sense of any sense of gravity, just right out of the room, just sucked all the air out of it. Like, wow, for a show that's just seems to be put together with such love and care. This is, this is just dumb. I did not care for that in the least. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also kind of took a little bit of issue with the fact that these guys call themselves the Fab Five. Like, they're not X-Force. Like, they don't just swap out team members. Like, I always kind of figured the Fab Five was those guys. Like The first run? Yeah, the, the first run, they that's what they called themselves. They were the Fab Five, right? Yes. And I just feel weird that this is now a new group of people that... Uh, it'd be like another group of people calling themselves the Monkeys. Like, it's... That was that was this group of people. Like, could they have not have come up with a different name for these guys? Like, paying homage to the lineage without like. Uh, do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like they they're not. I always kind of figured that was like a nickname that that group of people called themselves that was endearing. But now here's this other group of people that are like, we are filling these roles, so we're going to take that nickname too. And it just seems slightly forced, disingenuine. Yeah, um, and that that. That rubbed me the wrong way too. And so, what, to, what you're to, saying is these guys are not your Fab Five. I, they're definitely not. I can say that uh, I, I remember a lot more of the original Queer Eye guys. I feel like they left some of them left more of an impression on me, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't this. I mean, I spent more time with that old show than than this new show, and I do agree with all the things you're saying. I really like that it is not Queer Eye for the straight guy anymore, and it's not just. It's not just let's give this let's give this guy a makeover because he clearly can't help himself. It's it's more along the lines of, you know, what would be great. Why don't we just get a bunch of pleasant people together and go be nice to people for a couple of days? Like, just see how good how much good you can do in the world if you take nice people with means and then have them go be nice to people who need people to be nice to them. And just watch how much positivity can come from that. And I really, really appreciated that, especially with this girl's story, uh, which was it was utterly heartbreaking. Her story. Mm -hmm. um, 
I was not moved to tears uh, like you guys were, mostly because those kind of production issues kept getting in the way. I would see like them do those. I would see, you know, goofy long haired guy put on just the most ridiculous clothes that he could possibly find and then sit on somebody's lap and make a goofy tongue face during one of the little transition things. And it would just rip me right out of it. But, um, you know, the, the, the thing with the sister I thought was, was great. I, I liked that. I couldn't help but feel like, and this is probably just my personal interactions with reality TV, uh, that we were missing an awful lot of that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could just feel like I could tell a lot of the cutaway shots or a lot of reaction shots where there was voiceover were not there. You know, they weren't that. They were just, you know, clever editing to tell the story. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of my own personal thing. Um, I did really like that they they did all that with her sister and teaching her lineage. I thought that was very important. Um the really the thing that was most striking to me, and I mentioned this to Karen after we finished the episode, was her hair. Because uh, I I didn't think there was a problem with her hair at all for the beginning of the episode, and like mm-hmm. then they they start like brushing it out and getting ready to do all you know chopping it off and stuff, and I'm like, that's ah, a shame. I think her hair is kind of nope. I was so wrong. <laughs> that looks so much better. And that was, I think, where the real transition happened right there. As soon as it wasn't the makeup, it wasn't even the clothes, which when she put on the biker jacket earlier, I thought it looked kind of doofy. It looked way better at the end of the episode. Well, it was it was it wasn't the biker jacket. It was the long sleeve shirt underneath it. We yeah. had that same conversation sitting on the couch, like, ooh, that That's that was, exactly it. Yeah, that was it wasn't a bad the call. jacket, it was the shirt underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. It just didn't look right the first time. And I'm like, he's all reacting like, Oh my god, you look fabulous. And I'm like, Does she though? I don't think she does. <laughs> Am I is is there something wrong with me? I feel like there's something wrong with me. He's being so so much and then Yeah. yeah. And I was like, No, I I mean and you know, all my time with Project Runway just kind of reminded me of that a little bit. And man, I missed that show. But then she wore the jacket at the end with a different outfit. And I was like, that's spot on. Yes. That looks great. But yeah. it was the hair that surprised me so much that even like just cutting it off and the whole thing about straightening it and everything and getting the, the straight perms, it's just, it was uncomfortable. Like, I can't believe that this poor woman has thought to herself for so long that she needs to do that and to, to i can barely even imagine what it's like to be that much of an outcast like yeah i'm a white boy outcast as a kid like but at the end of the day i still had friends i still felt like you know a person like in as they say red state and the story of her foster parents just you know booting her right out the door for just at 16 who she is at 16 oh, oh, heartbreaking is disgusting is more the word that I would go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- that, that, that woman was inspirational. Like she's the fact that she was able to remain as positive as she is. Um, I think is great. And I think the fact that just what they did for her in her life, just teaching her these, these basic essentials, how much confidence she got out of that, I think was great. I, I worry in this show, the same way I do in a lot of reality shows about the longevity of what they do, mm-hmm. you know, looking at what her apartment looked like before they came in and fixed everything up. Like, I do worry that she could get very easily overwhelmed with trying to maintain something that's so much nicer. But, um, well, they, I mean, the, the logistics of that is they, they didn't do much. They, 
they brought in a number of items, like not things that she has. To, uh, it's like as opposed to shopping at the garbage dump, which she they openly admitted to. They got mm-hmm. her a new couch. Yeah, you no, know, what I'm I like, get that. Like, I do say I miss the colored piano. The piano. Like, oh, the uh, but piano I'm glad is black that they now. Ke- it just looks like a nice piano. That other <laughs> one had so much character. That's they, they did keep the piano. But I, I, would, I was happy that they did keep a piano in there. I thought oh, for sure that yeah. it was going to go. But they did keep a piano in there, which was nice. Yeah, I, I agreed. <clears throat> so, I, I don't know. It wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a 10 out of 10 for me. Like, it, I, I wanted to like it more than I did because I do like the general idea of this kind of show. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it means the world. It's, it's partially infuriating that this kind of show should even exist like right. that there's just so much just a horrible injustice in the world and and just so many people in these weird off positions that they they need this kind of course correction that is literally just people showing up and be like we're not even spending like thousands on you we're just gonna we're just gonna drop a, a decent chunk of change and we're just gonna make your life a little better and be nice to you for a couple of days and like that there's so many people in the world that that's like that makes such a difference to just have a bunch of people mm-hmm. show up and be nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's it's, partially... Uh, it speaks of the show in itself. Like, it's always tried to do that, to, to, to bring better to certain people. But I think this formula that they're working with will reach more people. It's... Mm-hmm. it's, it's <clears throat> back watching when it was for the straight guy... Like, that was geared towards a certain... Like, it, I feel like it was meant for people like me to see it and go, Oh, I, 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 can, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But this, this show gives that opportunity, or the way they're doing the show now, gives that opportunity to so many more different types of people. Which is mm-hmm. great. Which is great. I, the, uh, there were two things that I had like an like a question about like one she had two other roommates if i'm not if i recall correctly did they do the same things to their rooms or was it (laughs) just the living room the kitchen and her room i think it was just the common spaces and the and her personal space okay i because i'm like did they live that way as well or was like when you walked into their room like it was as if you were in another house that was just a, a a question that rattled through my mind and that's a very good question secondly and i don't know there may have been more to this that they just didn't show but when they drew when um she was with the, the black guy and they were driving through like i don't know kansas city proper we'll call it and he's showing her all of these locations that are amazing african-american historical places and then takes her to the modern dance place. That to me was odd. Like she, she never expressed like connecting her with her roots and showing her something that they did not touch on. Like she didn't have a love for modern dance and, or whatnot. Like that was to drive past other joints. Then mm-hmm. to then go serious course correction and go to the the genealogy place like that made sense to me that i got 
I feel like the aim of taking her to the dance place was not so much about the dancing as the dancers as a place to find other young black women her age okay. who could relate to how she felt about, you know, her black identity. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I think they actually said something to that effect in there. Like he said that, you know, I wanted to bring you here so that you could meet these 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 girls okay. because they're uh, they they're, they're uh, they're they in similar types of situations. They talk to each one of them about like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I didn't do this or I didn't do that, and I, I, I it it's that that didn't actually didn't strike me as odd. Well, I, it was it was it w- I I I get it was the lead into that. I guess to say is like, hey, you have all of this historical information, this amazing, this amazingness about your history, your cultural history, and then. Like that, it was just a weird for me. It was just like a, a weird just a juxtaposition because then we it went. It. You don't like dancers, we understand. Well, I could have sworn <laughs> when they first walked in, there was a couple of white girls in that room, and then when they started doing the interviews, they were gone. <laughs> and I was like, "That's okay. Maybe she's into dance. I don't understand. That's what for, when they first walked in. That's what threw me. And then they, I understood why they." had that segment but it was just a lead-in like i would have been interested to see her reactions to not just her history like about her great-grandparents and whatnot like but about her cultural history to see more of that and to see her connect with that but that was i guess that's just me so all in all good pick karen thank you so um not all reality television is horrible no eh? no no (laughs) no Um, I just, I really, I really, um, I love the show. I love how, uh, all of the different, the, the, (laughs) I don't know what to call them. They're not panelists, hosts, Mm -hmm. cast, I guess. Um, they, they all have different ways that they relate to the people. Each episode is different. Each way that they kind of like find a way into the person's life is different. And, um, I feel like what you were saying about some of the, um, like, finding some of them forgettable I think is just um, a product of only having seen one like there's a cumulative effect that the more time you spend with them the more of an impression they make on you Mm -hmm. if you're only going to watch one episode there's only so much time you get to spend with each one of them in this one in particular it was Karamo and Bobby who spent the most time with the uh, subject so those are the guys that you got to know the most then there's Jonathan who makes his impression no matter what. <laughs> Does he um, add to, is there has there been an episode where he fills the Bobby role with um, the there, subject? Yeah, there as you are put definitely it? ones that okay. um, you know, he relates to the person more than anybody else. Okay. Um Yeah. Um and God, when they were doing the talking head interviews where the, the cast was talking about their impression of Jess of this woman and um Tan, the, the uh, fashion stylist guy, actually like teared up as he was talking about mm-hmm. what she'd been through. I was like, "That's it, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm just, I'm broken." So um, it was, it was a very moving episode. It, it, it was very yeah. well done. So. All right, very good, Karen. Thank you so much. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk the news. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. 
Each week, you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. Um, kind of a heavy week for news this week. Um, as I as I scroll through the list, we got a lot of things to cover. So, Umbrella Academy. This one from, uh, well, I don't know why the link keeps forcing me from Facebook for some reason. Figure that out. But this one's from IGN.com. Umbrella, the Umbrella Academy gets a season two and has been announced by Netflix. So I've been, like, people that I've heard have watched this show... Or like, or, or it's you love it or you you don't. I haven't watched any of it. Have either of you? Yes, okay. yes. we are in the middle of it. Oh. Well, towards the end of it, actually. Yeah, we are on. We've we've seen seven of ten. So seven of ten. Oh, okay. So, so if you guys have, and I know you guys. So if you have spent that much time on it, that must mean you're liking it. Here's the thing. Uh oh. <laughs> we have complicated feelings on it. <laughs> you, are you hate watching it? Don't tell me you're hate watching. No, it. there's not enough not hours in the day. Definitely not hate watching. Okay. Um, it is a good story that is being told in a mediocre, mediocre way. Okay. Yes, the storytelling like, is not super spectacular but the story the is story pretty is interesting good. the acting is good yeah the acting is good the script is just where you're just like eh. and interesting and perhaps slightly surprisingly the music's real good not necessarily always really good when they're using it but the songs that they're using <laughs> are really good <laughs> okay um, okay so yeah, like it's one of those things where like we want to see where it's going. Mm-hmm. We just don't necessarily like, you know, going there. How it's how it's getting there. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you will. But it's a very very interesting story. Uh, well, I mean the 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 graphic novels or the the, the books mm-hmm. themselves they were loved. They were beloved. Quite. And I, I'm kind of surprised at how split the people are on this show um they are getting a season two uh, it'll be another 10 one-hour episodes so like i told karen the show getting a season two certainly puts a uh, an interesting spin on my theories on where things were going <laughs> okay yeah. i was under the impression that this show was going to leave itself in a uh let's say season two proof situation <laughs> which uh Oh, uh, like they were going to paint themselves into a corner that they couldn't get out of kind of thing? 
I just figured everyone was going to die. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they were just going to go ahead and kill everybody, but I guess they're not. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really spoil too much to tell you that um, there's there's a flash forward to the future where the world has basically ended, and one of the characters is able to time travel, and he time travels back to like a week before the end of the world happens. But what you don't know is what caused the end of the world, and that's kind of like what you're finding out in the whole show. And so, like, mm-hmm. you really want to know how the world ends? Well, my, yeah. My understanding is that it ha- like it's, tr- it's. Don't tell me if you know how it happened no, no, no. in the book. No, no, no. That's the thing I was about to say. It's it sort of kept the story from the first book, but it has deviated from that. So there's the possibility. Even those that have read the book don't know. Uh, kind of thing. I can't say for sure. I have not watched it. I haven't read it in, in a long time. So th- it'll all be new to me when I do get the chance to actually sit down and watch it. But well, Presuming that the ending of season one doesn't piss us off, we will probably be all in for this season two that we're going to get. Indeed. And we and it does not say when season two is coming. So, But it's a Netflix eventually. Yeah, and this thing just dropped not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah it hasn't yeah. been out very long. So... When we get more information, we will let you know. Next up from the rap.com, we got a uh, couple of trailers. Well, actually, it was one trailer, but then a couple of links that led you elsewhere. Um, season eight, right? Is that it? Yep. We're, we're in season eight. This teaser trailer is Tyrion takes over in the last Game of Thrones promo. Fight together or we're all screwed. I really like the way that was worded. Um, this this season, like everything that we're seeing, it's making it look really good, which is not <laughs> surprising. Uh, I've had a conversation with a couple of people like from work, and they, I don't know, maybe it's me being jaded, but like, well, did, did you see that image of this and that and showing everybody dead? I'm like, okay, if HBO released that image, it will not spoil the end of the show they won't do that so you can try to figure out whatever you want or you could be like me and not pay attention to any of it till you start watching it and then you get the ability to enjoy it so it looks like it's going to be another one of those epic seasons mm-hmm. you're doing a rewatch correct evan i i am currently i'm doing what i call a spotty rewatch uh, my significant other is doing a full rewatch. I pop in and out of the room every once in a while, and I'll sit down for like 15, 20 minutes and watch. Uh, once we get down to, what, season seven, that's when I'm going to start paying attention fully again and do a full rewatch of season seven. Uh, you only really only have a couple more days for this. Uh... No, because I probably won't be watching it currently. Uh, um... I hate, I can't do that week <laughs> to week. I can't, especially with a show like this. I just, I just loved Karen's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I did a full rewatch and I finished it a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm like, oh, I timed it all, all wrong. Like, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, um, taking that this much time between seasons, like, what has it been, a year and a half or something? Yes. I'll tell you what it has um, made me realize or remember, I guess doing this rewatch holy crap this show is good yeah 
Like, I remember, like, oh, yeah, cool stuff happened. There are awesome characters. There are, like, cool dragons and shit. But, like, oh, my God, it's such a good show. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's a very, very well done show. It's one thing to, like, know it's a good show and another thing to, like, rewatch it and remember why it's a good show, right. I guess, is what I'm trying I to get say. You, I get what you're saying. It's... I remember enough of it so that I can go into season eight without having to do a rewatch. Um, but it's it's interesting, like as I do as I walk into the room and I and I see I don't know Ned that I haven't seen in years because I haven't done a rewatch. I have not actually physically sat down and rewatched season one since season one came out. Going, man, I remember that he was my favorite character. And then there were seasons that I still really enjoyed without him. Like, that's a sign of a really good show. Like, did, mm-hmm. they, they've done a really good And it seems like they're going to keep it up with, you know, the, 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 the stakes are at an all-time high and dragons and rah. So. Mm, I have stakes. a theory, by the way, about the books. Go ahead. I feel like the last one is done and, like, HBO just gave a bunch of money to George R. R. Martin to just be like, put it in a drawer. Just wait until, like, after May to, like, you know, put it out there so that HBO doesn't have to deal with, like, comparing the book and the movie in the way the two ended. Well, they have been since the beginning. Like, And that was another thing. The books are great. The books are fantastic. The show is still good and still very, very well done. But if you're if you're if you can't separate the two, there's like they're two completely different mediums you know they the 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 show needs to put everything on the screen so you understand it there's no room for your imagination because they have a specific story to tell george george told his story and let you imagine the pictures so you can come up with your own story that's why it was that's why nine times out of ten the book is better than the movie because you're you, you do the movie for your the reading that you're doing so my mind pictures <laughs> your brain pictures so, um, okay, <laughs> when is, like, it's, like, what, six, well, at the time of recording, seven days? Oh, less than. Really? It's on Sunday. So, yeah. Holy crap sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah. we are recording on Monday. It is six days away. So, whatever our homework is for this week for the podcast needs to be done before Game of Thrones comes on. <laughs> there you go. Um God, I'm just letting you guys know in our feed there's that one link. We're going to skip it because we mm-hmm. duped it yeah, later on. Better, better yeah. one. Um, next up from Deadline.com. So I, Cowboy Bebop, John Cho, Mustafa Shakir, huh? Shakir? Shakir. Daniela. Bushmaster. Uh, all of these people to start in a Cowboy Bebop live action. Okay, now, I, I you you made a comment. It does. It's it seems very interesting. It looks it it. Uh, okay, but it has been so long since I've actually sat down and watched Cowboy Bebop that the only recognizable thing in my head I went, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good choice by picking John Cho for that character. Then you, Chris, you actually made a comment. Which who's Ed? Which one's Ed? The the little girl who was the hacker who was the, the one that was always walking on her hands. 
Yes, the one that was basically like I know with the whole thing is a cartoon, but like she was just a straight up cartoon character in the midst of this semi serious cartoon. Okay. Who I think is going to be the most difficult person to cast and translate to live action reasonably, and that was what I was most interested in. I'd also like to see who they cast as Ein, just because I like pictures of corgis. <laughs> Now, had you said, where's Ein, I would have figured that one out, because I remember the Corgi. Um, but, I mean, Ed's the kind of character that if they really wanted to try and stretch this, they could they could put Ed in, like, second season. Because, you know, Ed, uh, Ed didn't really get introduced till several episodes in. So, in fact, the first extra, you know, the show starts with just Jet and Spike, and the first other character that they add is Ein. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I did, in this article, do uh, I, they don't really talk about what they're planning on doing outside of a live-action Cowboy Bebop. Now, do you think they're going to just live-action the, the series, the original cartoon series? They're going to take some liberties because it's uh, live-action? I, I think that they have to. Um, all right. I, I have a lot of thoughts on, on this. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I think the girl looks fine as Faye. Um, Mm -hmm. I think John show is a very interesting choice for spike. Uh, mostly just because I always pictured spike as taller, but that's, you know, well, that was the the elongated leg thing. They're very skinny legs. He may not be that tall. It is just, he's always, he's usually depicted next to other characters as being taller. But again, that's not necessarily a character thing. It's just one of those things that really, took me aback uh when thinking about him as being cast as spike the impossibly cool spike uh <laughs> i think that's a really cool choice i love that they picked an asian dude mm-hmm. uh, i think that that's that was a really smart call mm-hmm. um i also think this dude who's bushmaster is jet is a great idea uh, i think he's I that's think he's, where i know i'm from thank you <laughs> jesus <welcome>. christ <laughs> i i think he's pretty spot on casting for jet um i'm curious what they're gonna do with his hair in general, uh, because in the anime, uh, Jet's like he G- Jet is very generic balding white dude, mm-hmm. uh, except for like some very interesting facial hair. <laughs> so I'm curious if they're going to give this guy the same male pattern baldness that Jet has, <laughs> or if they're just going to go a different route. But I'm really interested to see how they translate Jet's very unique uh, facial hair <laughs> uh, to, to live action, which I think this guy could pull it off. I'm. I'm really interested to see what that is, but just thinking about his voice, I think he could, I think he could pull off uh, Jet's very unique uh, disposition. Um, I think both of these characters. Now, granted, I haven't seen him. Uh, and the only thing I've seen him is as, as Bushmaster, who is not a very easygoing kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Jet and Spike is they were both pretty chill. Like they were both, you know obviously have their their things they're great fighters and there's you know drama involved especially when it comes to spike and and vicious which i'll get to in a second but uh they're both pretty good spirited people like they're just genuinely friendly people they you know, aside from being a uh, you know bounty hunters and all that jazz but there's there's always this very good-hearted nature to them um and i know john cho can pull that off uh, and I'm curious to see if this uh, this other guy can pull it off. I'm just going to keep calling him Bushmaster because I don't want to completely ruin his name. Mustafa. The, the thing that concerns me a lot about this initial casting is that Vicious is one of the first castings that they 
pulled out. Um, I just recently rewatched Bebop, and <clears throat> I think that the stuff with Vicious, the overarching Spike versus Vicious with the whole uh, you know triad and everything, mm-hmm. I think that's probably some of the weakest stuff in the show. I used to think it was super cool when I was younger, and having rewatched it now, I just I really like the whole sci-fi, you know, uh, bounty hunter thing to thing kind of elements that's going on. And if they're announcing who Vicious is like straight off the bat, I I fear that they might be putting too much emphasis on that. Uh, and I liked how the show did it, where it was just this very a- occasional kind of thing. Like they do a bunch of episodes, and then all of a sudden, like somebody mentions Vicious's name or Julia's name, and it brings all this stuff out and Spike, and he goes and deals with it, and then things go back to quasi normal. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of question marks surrounding this show. And uh, like I said, when they first announced this, this could either go really great or really poorly. And I think these are some very bold casting choices. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's just there's I'm certain I haven't even looked for it, but I'm certain there's a sect on the Internet that's pissed off that uh, Spike isn't some tall white dude. Uh and I'm, I already know I have seen a couple of people complaining that they made Jet a black guy. And, like, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> You're getting Cowboy Bebop live action. Just yeah, look at and it that like, way. Look, then you start thinking about the logistics of, like, all right, are they going to try to translate Faye's ridiculous outfit into live action? Because that's pretty fan servicey. And Jet basically wears a bright pink jumpsuit for a lot of the show. Mm-hmm. Are they going to put this guy in a pink jumpsuit? I don't know. <laughs> I have I have many questions. Will Vicious have his bird? I don't know. <laughs> what are they going to do about about Spike's hair, which is basically like a green poof ball on top of his head? Are they going to make? Are they going to go that route? Are they going to go the straight translation? Or are they actually going to try to make this into something that's not a literal translation of the anime? Which I think is the smarter the smarter move is to not i mean the story itself if you hold on to the story they that is a good because it was a a well done it was a well-told tale yeah it's it is it is a well-told tale with lots of fun little episodes in between uh i think i think it's very possible for them to, to go that route but i think that the smart the the smart bet is to not do a literal translation of the show, not just try to do the show again, mm-hmm. uh, except with live action. I think it's to do a, an interpretation of it because they're messing with like, they're, they're messing with like anime scripture here. <laughs> like it's true. This, Bebop is like really, really well regarded uh, in the world of anime. And if they screw this up, like they, most people think they did death note. Um, that, that's going to make a lot of people way angrier than even death note did. So, I don't know. We'll see. The real question is, are they going to keep the original theme song? That is another... The music is a really big question. Like, because the whole soundtrack was done by the seatbelts. Okay. uh, Which is this this, uh, Japanese big band, basically, that did the soundtrack to this. And I don't know what they're going to do about that. Like, are they going to get the the seatbelts to do new music or in the description is Cowboy Bebop is the jazz inspired genre bending story. Like it's like, that's part of it. Like the music should be part of it. And it, it, we have very much was part of the original show. I mean, it's, it's part of the title. You've, you've got it. All the episodes were named after like song lyrics Mm -hmm. and stuff for the most part. Like, yeah, there's, 
that's, that's a, music is a very big part of this. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do about the music in this show. And, but if, if they do this show and tank, isn't the, uh, isn't the intro sequence, I feel like that's going to rub people the wrong way straight out of the gate. Myself included. <laughs> I'm just having a flash to the, um, the Veronica Mars movie where at one point, like they came out, the characters came out on the street and there was a busker playing the original Veronica Mars theme. <laughs> like <laughs> you should do something like that. That'll Except work. they really, really, really shouldn't. <laughs> I, I have a question about this. Okay. Do we have uh, dream casting or possibility casting for Ed? Just that we'd like to see or that we think would be interesting? Uh, who said it? It was Jared. Jared said it. One of the one that I pointed out to you. Our, our friend Jared. You know Jared. <laughs> uh, okay. I was po- posting uh, something about... Uh, I, I asked, he, he posted about the casting and I oh, said, Jared. I have all, okay. yeah, Jared, Jared yeah, yeah. Cook. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, where's, where's, uh, where's Ed? And he said, uh, Maisie Williams is going to be free pretty soon. And I was like, <gasps> <gasps> oh my God, that is perfect. <laughs> right. That would be pretty, cause she's a freaking goofball. And, uh, that would, that would pretty, that would, that would work out pretty well. <laughs> Yep. I agree. I think she'd be a good choice. I was looking up just based on the uh, um, the bit of information that Ed is not a boy or a girl. Ed is Ed. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if they were going to take the character in a, like a non-binary character direction, in which case would they cast a non-binary actor? So I started looking up and I came up with Bex Taylor Klaus, who played Sin on Arrow. Oh wow! Okay, she would be good. She's also Pidge in the Voltron cartoon. Right, that I exactly. Adore. She so. would be. I th- she would be an interesting casting choice. Is she? I, I guess I just picture her older because the other thing about Ed is that Ed is very much a kid. Yeah, she's twenty four. I think her Wikipedia said so. She is a little bit old, but you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, it you, might be. I, I don't know if it. I don't know how many um, younger people like have fully come into a non-binary identity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of feel else. like that's. I don't know that I necessarily got that so much as like a thing in Bebop of like that Ed is non-binary. It was just kind of part of her whimsical nature. I do believe that. I mean, because you know, Ed's dad referred to her as. As as a uh, his daughter, oh, that's fair. You yeah, know, I, you're more way more familiar with it than I am. I'm just thinking in terms of telling the story in like 2019 or 2020, as opposed to whenever the original was made. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that it wasn't. It's not one of those things that is was even like it was barely barely touched upon because she's just so bizarre that Ed is. There is you can't contain Ed with any other definition than Ed. <laughs> Two little letters, big old personality. Edward, radical Edward. Edward, what the heck's the full name? Ed's full name is insanity. I gotta look that up. <laughs> All right, as you look that up, we're gonna move on to the next one because this is another fun one. Uh, the Huffington Post uh, gives us uh, like an in-depth. Viewing, um, can you believe the Queer Eye Gang met uh, representative, uh, Republican Alexandra? No, Representative, not Republican. No, not Republican. <laughs> representative Alexandra Cortez, Ocasio or Cortez. Okay. AOC. AOC. So, the apparently there was a Twitter interaction where the Queer 
I gang saw her offices and said something to the effect of, wow, you need help. She said, stop on by. So they did. And there's like half a dozen to a dozen different photos of them just hanging out and looking to have a, a good old time. It's it's adorable. It really is. And what's the guy's name? Man Bun? Jonathan? Is that Man Bun? Jonathan? Yeah. Like, over the top. Like, I feel like you chose that outfit for a specific reason. To well, stand out his, in the group. That's his style. If you see more of the show, you'll see, like, he doesn't... He, he dresses more feminine. Okay. Like, he just kind of blurs that line. That's just what he does. I don't think he's doing it for attention. I think yeah. that's just who he is. Okay. And I like that they, you know, it's cute that they showed up and they, you know, like bonded and had a whatever girl gab thing. But they uh, they also talked policy. Right. Um, you know, talking about the Equality Act <coughs> and uh, watching oh. Congress pass the Violence Against Women Act and War Powers Re- Resolution. So. And that was, that's a big deal. And it was... I guess timely because they have the queer eye gang has a huge following and, and maybe some of the people that are paying attention to that group aren't paying attention to, to the politics, po- to politics side. So yeah. now it gets the information out there, which is great. Yeah. It's all great. Did you find that information you- yet, Chris? Edward Wong, how Pepelo Tivaruski, the fourth, not to be confused with the third. There you go. I feel like there's more to it that I'm missing. That's that's <laughs> is that, the best is that I can not find. enough? Um, so these are all like it's this article from the Huffington Post is great because these are like all these are not staged. Maybe there was one staged shot, uh, but everything else is them just hanging out, looking like they're having a great time, and it just shows the type of person that she is and the type of people they are. It just, and Nancy Pelosi was there as well. So, uh huh. There you go. Good times all around. All right. Next up from foodandwine.com. <laughs> um, I just thought this was cute. Okay. There's a secret Game of Thrones Shake Shack menu that you have to order in Valerian. Now, <laughs> very recently, I was in Manhattan and we went to the Shake Shack. And it was one of, like, the worst experiences of my life. Um, I couldn't imagine having to place my order in Valerian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not even going to attempt, but there is a... It looks like a bacon cheeseburger, but with spicy bacon or spicy cheesy sauce and... Real dragon meat. Real dragon meat. (laughs) What they're doing is they're doing a fire and ice kind of thing because the... Opposite the other end of that order is a chocolate mint milkshake Dra- that they do. Yeah, it's the dragon glass milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> this is adorable, but like what I thought was really funny is later on in the article they have the whole breakdown of hello. I can't, I the, it, the print is so small, so I can't even read it, but then they have hello translated to Valerian. I would like then translated to Valerian. Dragon glass translated to and it's a step by step on how to order this from the secret menu. 
So, so if you're a really huge nerd. <laughs> All right, now it's only available in the, the Midtown, right? Is that what they said? I think so, yeah. The, yeah, the Midtown New York location, but it's, and it's, uh, you know, limited supply, but apparently it's going to be spreading out sooner rather than later with the, the release of the next season. So keep your eyes out for that. That will be available. Sounds delicious. Mm-mm. Um, next up, EW.com. The shocking news that AMC is launching a third Walking Dead series for 2020. Then they go to break into the fact that there's there's more than three. Because if you count Talking Dead, because didn't they do also one for Fear? With uh, Fear of the Talking Dead? No, no, no. <laughs> yes. So, I, 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 I did either of you read this article? Eh. Okay, so apparently they are going to do another series, and it's going to be about, uh, I think it was two female leads, and they are the first, like, generation... To come of age in the apocalypse as they know it, two female, two young female protagonists. Like, like, I mean, I feel like when you are building a world like you have with The Walking Dead, there's there's limitless possibility for endless amount of spinoffs of characters in different situations in this whole new world. So, sure, fine, make more Walking Dead. What the fuck do I care? <laughs> I'm not watching it. <laughs> Go nuts. Live the dream. I, I I just thought it was shocking that like it that they are they are milking this for all it's worth. They are not gonna let these zombies die. Won't happen. I swear to God, not having anything to do with Walking Dead, but I I updated my Weather Channel app and it now literally alerts me every single time a raindrop falls and I've had it. <laughs> That's it. I've had it with this app. So all right. AMC new show more walking dead um it's called did they even say what it was going to be called i don't even really walking dead the search for more money there the walking dead (laughs) eat the walking dead uh yeah i don't even it's by this same creative you know people like I don't know. I I, can, I can't not convince myself to give a single. I feel crap like I, I feel like I should be, but I don't. Like I don't care. Do you remember when I we in, did that? I thing? thoroughly enjoyed the show when it was uh, when when we were watching it, and then I stopped enjoying it, so I stopped watching it, and I am totally fine with that. Do you remember and when we actually going. did that weekly thing with uh, the the fantasy football esque league? Oh yeah. Wow. Remember yeah. that? Holy yeah. Shit. Brandon and uh, and Travis had that Walking Dead Fantasy League. Yeah. <sighs> Ridiculousness. All right. Moving on. TVGuide.com. Uh, okay. So <laughs> this just, this is, Karen, you posted this one. I thought this was funny. Game of Thrones, Las Vegas pick to win the <laughs> Iron Throne is interesting. So yeah. they go through, like, you can gamble on anything. Absolutely. Um, but they're giving out the odds for who's going to win. Um, Brand, Brand is in the lead with a plus 220 odds. So that's 2.2 to 1. Uh, really? People 
People think Bran's going to take it, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like a theory out there floating around that Bran's actually the Night King. And so like somehow he becomes the Night King, overtakes all the humans, and like wins the Iron Throne. And that's the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And everybody's dead. There you go. Boy, that pissed some people off. <laughs> Jon Snow following quickly behind with three to f- 3.5 to 1 odds. Uh, and Sansa Stark with 5 to 1 odds. Now I don't really. Know. No I don't, one's going Daenerys, huh? Yeah. So Daenerys seven to one. Do do do. Gendry seven to one. Oh, Gendry, that'd be an interesting choice. The Night King and and Tyrion are ten to one. Way in the back. Uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow. Oh wait, no wait. The hypothetical love child of Daenerys and Jon Snow is fourteen to one odds. <laughs> uh, Cersei. Way in the back, 25 to 1 odds. So, just so those that don't gamble... <laughs> I can't imagine a scenario where I'd be okay with Cersei taking the throne. For, for Just so I could explain, if you were to bet $1 on Cersei winning, you would make 25. That's 25 to 1 odds. You do the rest of the math. So, yeah, I don't foresee that happening. But... There you go, people. Enjoy your gambling on Game of Thrones. Yeah. If you have a problem, call 1-800-whatever-gambler. Gambler. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, tvline.com. Beyonce. I like. I didn't even know that this was a thing. Uh, Beyonce's Coachella doc gets premiere date at Netflix. I didn't realize like she had a Coachella thing. Like This seems... And watching this trailer, this thing looked huge. Like... Tr- yeah in-depth humongous show so i guess it's interesting i don't think i'm going to be watching it but yeah, it's I there mean, people love people love beyonce there's going to be a really interesting documentary about her on netflix starting next week yeah april 17th uh homecoming yeah it's an intimate Ooh. look at beyonce's headlining set that paid homage to america's historical black college Colleagues and uh, colleges and universities. My eyes just went blurry. That's not good. Um, so the trailer shows a lot of snippets it, about what went into this production. And if I was at all, if I cared at all about Beyonce, I don't care either direction. Okay, this it would be intriguing. So. If you are a Beyonce fan, you may want to turn into the Netflix. Come. And if you are, you know, a human in the world, you may be shocked to discover that there is a person whose name is Evan who has Beyonce ambivalence. Yeah, which Be- I didn't Beyonce think was a thing. That is Beyonce fan. ambivalence. Beyonce. <laughs> the, oh. I mean, I have Beyonce ambivalence. <laughs> I don't particularly care. How do you? care about beyonce it's beyonce you gotta write that down someone has to spell that because that will be the title i i don't i don't know how to spell that listen figure it out you keep saying that word like it has some sort of meaning to me settle down beyonce what was it i think i think it was on the nerdist it was their their uh when you as opposed to saying oh you say beyonce i am yonce beyonce i am yonce She's just. She was just a performer to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, she wasn't she in one of the Austin Powers movies? Yes, she was. 
God, I can't Neat. with you guys. Where are the women? <laughs> Why aren't there any more women on this podcast? <laughs> I don't care about Beyonce. I, all right, so let, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the next TV line thing. Uh, Crazy ex-girlfriend boss answers our burning questions about the series finale, which is Rebecca's ultimate choice. So I am far behind on on Crazy X. Um, so does it say within the first line? Yes. Okay. So the first line of this article, the post contains spoilers for Friday's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend series finale. So this goes up on Thursday. So we always post spoilers, spoiler warnings. No, no. It, it, it aired last Friday. Okay. All right. Just making sure. But, you know, people might not have seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to talk about spoilers and what happened in it. I just, you know, if I thought this was an interesting look into the final episode. If you've already seen it, this is a this is a this is an interesting piece worth reading. And what I did like is that it was planned. Like, I don't know necessarily the scene, but the last words were planned from mm-hmm. the very beginning, which I thought that's mm-hmm. great. So, I have a lot of feelings about the um, about the finale, which I put into a post, which will go up on the website sometime in the next couple of days. So okay. Well, probably by the time you hear this, if you want to hear more about what I thought about it, then you can click over there and read it. Very good. You could check, you know, check that out on on our website. This article itself gives a lot of background information, or yeah, I guess about the season finale, what happened, what the choices, what the 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 mindset about the choices that were made so it's informative i can say that i read this article and having seen a little bit of of this show i find that this that the direction they decided to go with the ending is i will say bold and interesting to me Ooh. that's as far as i will go without delving into spoiler territory bold very well very good very good is bold the right word sure <laughs> <laughs> It's all depending on how you feel. If you feel it's bold, it's bold. All right, Deadline.com. I feel who did, who posted this one. Was this one for me? I feel like, because Karen, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're ABC welcome. Will Do Don't, family competition game show from EP Ryan Reynolds. So now I'm going to have to watch an ABC family game show. Well, will he be on it? And do you have to watch it if he's involved? Or does he actually have to show his pretty face? I don't know. I don't know. I, this is new territory for Evan. So I will have to figure that out as we go. But apparently he is the executive producer of a new family-based competition show. And I feel like it's family versus act, not family versus family. Um, they are pitted against... Uh, missions or, or things that uh, mental and physical challenges that's what okay and they have certain don'ts don't slip don't forget don't laugh don't say it so on and so forth and if they fail uh one of the family members gets removed and they have to then compete continue on trying to complete these one of the family members gets executed online right on tv that would be the only right thing to do. By Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> do you know how many people would turn in? Um, uh, you. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so he states, uh, all my life the word don't has tortured me. 
from don't curse to don't play ball in the house, don't eat that crab salad you left in the sun for three days, I cannot wait for my personal trauma to become the next great ABC Family show. Well said, sir. I will actually check this out to see what it is about, because I feel like, what was that Mark Summers? Um, double, double Dare. dare. I feel, it, sounds, it does sound kind of Double Dare to me. <laughs> I, It has a Double Dare vibe to it, so I'm curious. So I probably will check this out when it does come around. Um, no information as to when. So Walking Dead spinoff, Green Lab. Uh, yeah, the, the Walking Dead spinoff, there's another related article in here. It's coming in 2020. So there you go. I found more information. I told you about it. Moving on. This next one. Um, okay. This is from RollingStones.com. Uh, Kit Harrington on SNL, three sketches you have to see. Now, I will agree with the mo- the monologue. Monologue was very entertaining. Um, the Snowwalker one was okay. The Bachelor Party one was nigh unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, I don't know what this author's definition of have to watch is. <laughs> Like, I mean, it said I mean, half to watch in Saturday Night Live. I tuned out, so I'm just. I mean, just I guess you, you have to watch it if you need to see um, Kit Harrington in like boxer briefs and pasties. Yeah. Like then, yes, you have to see. It. Like, turn the sound off and watch it. Because the other thing that's going on, aside from it not being funny, is this really roof. Um, American accent mm. <laughs> for no reason. Like, there's no reason the character had to be American. No. No, it was, and, uh, all right, but the the monologue was fantastic. Uh, yes. You know, he came out to do the standard monologue, but then they did the questions from the audience bit, and it revolved around, hey, who wins the Game of Thrones? Uh, the first guy, I think, was a Saturday, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in forever. I'm assuming he was a cast member. Um <laughs> The fact that he was a black guy and he and Kit asked him to be escorted out, the PR nightmare thing that was funny, that made me laugh. But then there were a couple of actors from the show, from Game of Thrones, actually asking Kit who wins Game of Thrones, and when who's the woman that plays um, Mother of Dragons? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark gets on, and the. F- <laughs> What she said was funny, like about like who wins, because you know most of the time she's just interacting with a tennis ball and a string. But then, she then asks, "Hey, do you remember in the first season when we had sex?" And he's like, "Yeah." She goes, "Did you know they filmed that?" (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite. I laughed out, like snorted, laughed out loud. It was just the way she said it. It was so convincing. And then to be followed up with Kit's real life wife asking him questions, uh, who is um, the, the the she was the wildling, she was Egret. Egret, and um, he, she's like I. He, she doesn't ask who wins. I think, but she's just worried about how they're going to make money now, <laughs> and how quickly he can grow his beard back, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely, it was a strange, you know, strange seeing him not in the Jon Snow hair and beard. Yeah, yeah, well, seeing uh, Samwell was there as well, seeing him in, in normie clothes, that was weird. 
seeing the mother of dragons as a brunette <laughs> kind of weird it's it's just i don't know it, it, they tried the monologue was good I, I i don't think i would have been able to sit through the rest of the episode i don't know i remember well, they also I, did some cute little like uh parodies of like we're gonna do game of thrones spinoff shows and here's a little sneak peek at some of them and there was like a you know um you know a nagging wife and harrowed husband type sitcom that they were pitching uh, based on gilly and sam yeah yeah that was cute but it wasn't either of them so no, they didn't they yeah didn't none of the none of the, the actors other than him yeah none of the actors that showed up in the the monologue made an appearance throughout the rest of the show that was just there for the monologue which i thought was a missed episode missed opportunity they ended the sketch by like lining up all the logos for all the new shows they were going to do and then they said like we're going full (laughs) star wars on this wait what was it uh g-o-t-s-v-u yes and that they did actually get mariska hargitay and ice ice (laughs) tea to do a cameo that was that was funny it's like doing a uh you know body discovery scene in um westeros wherever yeah but it was he was doing a description of what happened and she's like yep you got it yippers and he's just saying these horrific things yeah nailed it right on that happens on game of thrones yeah so i i don't know i i watch the watch the clips I'm not here to like say, hey, you guys should be watching uh, SNL or anything. I just thought with the mm-hmm. with the Game of Thrones premiere coming up, I thought this was a pretty cute uh, yes. PR stunt. The, the the clips are worth watching, but just probably stick with the clips. Next up, Hollywood Reporter Killing Eve gets season three renewal Woo-hoo! with with a new showrunner. So apparently, they're just going to do that every season. They're going to give the showrunner job to another woman and keep this train running so this was a quick return like a quick renewal yeah right? they as we record last night was the season two premiere which i haven't seen yet no spoilers so okay so but but so last night was the season two premiere and when was this article this morning this morning it was that they got their their renewal so good for them there will be more sandra <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I still sorry, Chris. I, I, the, the the fact that that how do you put it uh, that your hatred for her and it, totally irrational, irrational hatred. That's what it is. All right. So um, yeah, season two is now on. Check that out, and you'll be getting a season three as well. Good for them. Uh, TVLine.com brings us the information that Felicity Huffman has pled guilty in the college admissions scandal. I fully, I accept full responsibility for my actions. So there you go. And there's a heartfelt apology. Yeah. No word from uh, Lori or Felicity's husband, who is still yet to be named, which I find interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's still trucking along. I don't what you know the next one that paid a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars to have someone take the SATs what are the SATs scores like what's the highest you can get 16 I don't I think it's is it 1600 
It used to be 1600, but I feel like they, ch oh, you know what? They changed it to like a 2400 scale, and, and I feel like people didn't like that, so they went back to the original. Okay, because that $15,000 only got her a 1420. Well, 1600 is perfect. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, for $15,000. Yeah. As of November 1st, 2018, the highest possible score you can get is a 1600. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Well, nobody paid me jack shit, and I got 1310, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. I got fifteen hundred because I didn't take it, so I can make up whatever I want. Nice, nice. So, next up from from time from time yeah time the the time dot com the magazine. Um, <laughs> I totally forgot about this story, and then every I keep forgetting about it, and then every once in a while someone shows me an article about Allison Mack. Uh, ex, ex Smallville star Allison Mack pleads guilty in his Nexium case. I think it was pronounced Nexium, um, which is a misleading title. Okay, she pled guilty to racketeering charges, not to all the charges that are floating around involving this court case. She is pleading guilty to the racketeering charge, so she can be tried separately from. The horrible guy, whatever his name was. Um, they are in the process of choosing the jurors now, which is like they, 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 in this article, they listed a couple of questions and what the potential jurors are being asked. And, um, and they're being asked about their opinions about rich individuals and people who engage in relationships with multiple sexual partners, and whether they believe that a, that people under the age of 17 should be able to consent to sex with adults. So that's the type of court case we're going to be getting. She pled guilty to racketeering, and now she's probably going to be called in to testify against the, the Rainier. So... More news Neat. when it comes, if it comes. Uh, Interesting that these two like crime-related celebrity stories broke on the same day. Yeah, yeah, happens every once in a while. So, all right, finally, um, probably the best news for Karen of the week so far. <laughs> um, this one from Variety.com: Viacom's Pluto TV links or inks a uh, BBC Studios deal for 700 hours of content, including classic Doctor Who episodes. Now, when I read Pluto TV, I was like, "That sounds really familiar," and I hadn't scrolled through our feed yet to then realize that's the thing that you watch your MST 3K stuff on, right? Sometimes, yeah, they have a 24-hour Mystery Science Theater uh, channel on Pluto. So I'll just, every now and then, boot it up, and it's just there in the middle of some episode of MST, and I'll just watch it and have a good time. So that's how Pluto TV does it? Is is that how they do their their channels? It's just you tune in whenever, and it's what they're playing? Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. It's just like, it's essentially like watching live TV via the internet, although it has changed a lot since it first started. I think there's a lot more, like jumping in uh like you can choose to start something from the beginning gotcha uh it's been a while since i've logged in mm -hmm. because it's been a while since i've just watched mystery science theater for for the heck of it so um 
the the TV the Pluto TV deal with BBC covers nearly a thousand episodes, totaling more than seven hundred hours of content uh, from the original Doctor Who, the Antiques Roadshow, being Erica, Bedlam, Primeval, and Robin Hood. So that's that's a lot of content from the BBC. I feel like this is a great choice for uh, Pluto TV, like a great choice of content and a great choice for Doctor Who as far as a home. Because I think if you're talking classic Who, um, unless you are a very particular Whovian who's like, I, you know, feel particularly drawn to such and such a doctor. Like at this point, there's so goddamn much of it. It's really one of those things where you're just like, let it play and I'll like click into it and watch whatever's on. Yeah. And like I'll like smile and appreciate it for what it is, but I'm never gonna like sit there and pick out like oh let me watch the third Doctor's you know fourth season, twenty first episode or whatever the hell mm-hmm. like you're not gonna do that. Yeah, like just imagine doing a classic Who rewatch. That's a I don't lot even think of I content. Could. That is a lot. Okay, I mean, with it's saying more than two hundred classic Doctor Who episodes, how like that's. Percentage-wise, Karen, what would you say that is of the entire? I can't really estimate it, mostly because I can't. I don't know whether they're talking when they write, when they say episode. I don't know if they mean like all Doctor Who stories, the classic ones, were broken into six episodes or four episodes or eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So, like when I say I wanted to watch an episode of Classic Who, I'm talking about like a story that encompasses eight half hour episodes. But they may be saying like they may be counting it as like each that's, of those eight p- parts counts as one episode. That's how I was counting it. And there was twenty something <laughs> seasons with, you know, multiple story like that's a lot of show. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of show. But now it has a home. Pluto TV, I'm sure they're gonna get a bump in there. Their rating scale. Oh, so. absolutely. Doctor Who fans, you are you, 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 you're supportive. I'll say that much. So we are a we are you know right up there with supernatural fandom. <laughs> 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 I think some of my favorite um, Tumblr posts that I've ever seen captured as memes are like, you know, somebody will be talking about literally anything on Tumblr and and. If you if you get a Whovian in the thread, they can turn anything into a Doctor Who reference, and it's like, yep. oh, here come the Whovians. And there it is, and then they just sort of swarm. So I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, it's true. that's us. That's what we do. Yeah. So, so sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> all right, that's it, people. That's all we got. Chris, hey, how are you? How you been? Oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. I just, do. I, I mean, we'll we'll yeah. chat for a half a second because in this article, it's still up on my screen. There's a of an image of a Shazam. We had a brief conversation earlier about how bulky uh, Levi has, Levi, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Zach has gotten seeing as he, apparently I thought it was all petting, but since his Chuck days, he's bulked up. Good for him. He's working out. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. So I was tra- really I, good for all of us. It's very true. So you got a spiel for me. I do go for it. Goes a little something like this. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? 
Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. It is your turn, is it not? I think so. Is it my turn? Yeah, I did Bob, Bob's Burgers, then we Mm. did this... And now it's your turn. Okay, cool. Well, uh, guess what you're watching, Evan? What am I watching? Umbrella Academy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And you're gonna? We're, are you gonna make me watch like a late episode? I, there's only ten of them. <laughs> so that's uh, that's a yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're gonna finish it off. I assume that bef- like right, we can probably blow through two episodes in a night. We only have three left, so. I'm going to say we're going to finish it off. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, we'll just say what? Season t- uh, episode 10, the finale? Then just kind of talk about the show as a show in general. All right. Yeah, season let's one, do that. Episode... Season one, episode 10, The White Violin. The white. <laughs> All right, people. There's your homework. Umbrella Academy, season one, episode 10, which will also involve the entirety of the season, us chatting about it. So there's your homework. Thank you so much for joining us. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm a strong black lesbian woman. I'm a strong black lesbian woman. Pump your fist in the air as you say that. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.